Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Linda Phils here with the Linda Phils Show on the Charisma Podcast Network with my very special guest, Cynthia Garrett. Cynthia, welcome. Hi, Linda. It's nice to be with you. I am so glad you're here. That fire looks so cozy. Now, are you in, what is the temperature where you are right now? It's actually a little chilly in California today, although it's sunny and clear. So I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, you may know we've had a little excitement in Kansas City with the Super Bowl. Oh, Victory. I watched. Chiefs. <laughs> Everybody is wearing red everywhere. Parades are going on. And people are just finding so much encouragement over winning after 50 years, you know, I mean, that just does a city good. It does a heart good. And I know you're all about encouragement. And so I'm going to just jump right in here and tell my audience a little about you, just a little cliff notes. And then we're going to dig into some encouragement talk. How does that sound? Sounds great. And I have to tell you, I was born in San Francisco uh, and we rooted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be sorry. We okay. are diehard Chiefs fans. Oh, good. Diehard. diehard. And my son went to the University of Kansas. Okay. And, right. So we became, it's like all Kansas everything. So you can't imagine. I had a couple of my relatives who were like, you traitor. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. Plus, of course, I'm, you know, I'm banking on Bob's prophecy being true that revival is coming and the Chiefs are about to be released. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. We might as well act like it right now, I think. Don't you? Amen. 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 Yeah. Breakthrough. Well, listen, Cynthia, I have been reading uh, a few of the things you've done. And so I'm just going to shamelessly read this right here because I want to get it right. Long term, long time television host, Cynthia Garrett has been breaking barriers throughout her entire career. Kudos to you. You became the first African-American woman to host a network late night show in NBC's Later with Cynthia Garrett, love it, in 1999. You currently host the Sessions with Cynthia Garrett, which airs five times a week on TBN, the world's top faith and family network. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it, it's, it's all by the grace of God. Well, what drove you to do that? What took you into the world of television and talk show world in the first place? What was the driving force? Well, you know, I, from the time I was a child, I always wanted to have my own talk shows. I really? Loved, yeah, I, I have had a very natural curiosity about people and and life and places and you know, travel and different ways of doing things and different ways of seeing things. I've always had a very natural curiosity about, about stuff like that. And so it kind of fed, I think, my desire to want to talk to people, want to interview mm -hmm. people and get them to open up and what have you. So um, I, you know, honestly, I, I call it a little bit of a childhood dream and a whole lot of maybe just what I was called to do because that's how God naturally created me. I just didn't realize that I'd ever be doing it for him, you know, yes. Yes. halfway through my secular career when, when, you know, people would ask me questions, well, how'd you make it? How'd you do this? How'd you achieve that? All of my answers always went back to my faith and my prayer life. 
And so I realized at a certain point, like, okay, God, the answers I'm giving them are all about you. But then in a lot of secular network situations, you're asked to tone your faith down. And so, you know, so I really began praying early on for a vehicle that I could do that would allow me to be myself because I would watch Joyce Meyer and what she was doing on, on TVN. And I would, and I just, I was like, God, she's really helping people. I'm giving them makeup tips and fashion tips. And while this is really lucrative, (laughs) it's not satisfying my soul. And I know it's not the real answer that these people are seeking from me about how I overcame things. Right. Well, let me ask you, Cynthia, did you ever feel like giving up? Like it just wasn't going to happen. Did you hit some hard bumps along the way? In the the journey? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, look, there are still days where I just go, I'm done. And I want to, I want to give up Lord. And, and are you kidding? Another challenge, another this, another that. But, you know, it's when I look at, when I look in the natural, I I can only ever want to give up in the face of a lot of things. When I look, through God's eyes, you know, and I look at his resume in my life, which yeah. I, I, I tell young people a lot, like they don't have much of a resume, you know, <laughs> but when you get to be my age, you have a little bit of a resume and you know, <laughs> you know, you know that, that God's going to show up, you know, he's going to be on time and you know that when he does it, whatever it is that he's birthed in you, it's going to be better and more fulfilling. So that's right. It, you know, I hope. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate you just being uh, real with us today. You know, women are ready for some real talk and uh, they want to know when it's really uh, difficult and when people like yourself, people might say, wow, she's got it all put together and, you know, fell in her lap. And I, I know just from listening to you a little bit today that you've put in the paces and you've had the to get up again and again and again. And in fact, I want to go to this. I see something in your book title that I think speaks to that. Uh, the prodigal daughter. Tell me, what is what is this book about? Is this your personal story? And yes. what can people expect to read when they get that? Yeah. Prodigal daughter is my testimony. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it's prodigal daughter, a journey home to identity is the subtext because, uh, uh, for, yeah, for me, Um, And I think for everybody in the world that we live in today, the attack begins very early on and it's all about attacking identity. I did not know who I was as a daughter of a king. I never saw myself that way. I saw myself fairly worthless, you know, and I was the child that was sexually abused by a relative in her home. You know, I was the teenage girl that got raped. Therefore, I was worthless and shameful and, you know, all of the all of the words and all of the sentences that Satan could plant in my mind to make me really and truly not value myself. And so, you know, in reaction to that, you end up, you know, I did anyway, in a world of just making bad choices, you know, bad relationship choices, bad, just not choices that were in line with the the power and the knowledge of Christ at work through me. And, um, so I wrote that book because when, when the Lord saw fit to kind of lead me to TBN and this show that I never thought I would be doing, um, a talk show that looks at the world from the standpoint of faith, uh, it, I realized that as I was talking to guests or as I was um, teaching and preaching to others, that 
I was constantly referring back to my own story. I was constantly using the lessons I learned to, to you know, to find self-esteem. I was using the, the lessons I learned from the scripture and applying it and realizing, oh, this is why I'm making bad relationship choices. Oh, this is why celibacy is so important. This is why purity means so much. And as I was growing in a knowledge of the word as applied, and then I'm on this set and I'm giving this to people, it was like the Holy Spirit said to me, now it's time to actually share your story because I had been offered numerous book deals in years prior to kind of tell the story. You know, the secular world likes to exploit the, the, the surface of a big story. I got saved in a prison cell. So that's, you know, but the movie pitch for my testimony was, oh, let's make movies, let's write books. But I kept going for years. This is a testimony of faith in Christ. This isn't, this isn't like, some big cinematic movie. I mean, I know it may play out like one, but that's not what God had for me. And I knew it. So at a certain point in my life, um, when God moved me into my kingdom calling, all of a sudden it made all the sense in the world to tell my story. And I got to tell it from the standpoint of really my faith and really realizing that it is what it is. It's a testimony. And we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so for me, my story, like everybody else's story, is just a mess that God took and made a message out of because I surrendered it to him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for just doing that and sharing your story in the right way at the right time, Cynthia. I'm sure you've helped countless numbers of women trying to find their way forward and uh, the power of story, uh, you just cannot put a price tag on it. And it's true. Uh, the best thing that you can do. What would you say to someone who's wondering if they should tell their story or not, or how vulnerable to be? What would be your wisdom to someone trying to make those decisions wisely? Well, you have to do it for the right reasons. Okay. If, if you're doing it for attention, don't do it. If uh. you're doing it for money, don't do it. That's if you're good. doing it for fame, don't do it. If anything of you is in why you're doing it, don't do it because, because it's not worth it. You're, you're going to be, you know, you're setting yourself up to be scrutinized. And if you're not clear that you're sharing your story because God wants you to share your story to help others, if it's not about helping others, then it's, it, it won't be worth it. But for me, when I, like you said, you know, you're helping others. And I can only hope that. But when I get back feed, when I get feedback from other people um, who say, I too have been sexually abused. I too have been through, you know, I've been a single mom. I'm also a cancer survivor. You know, I've been through divorce. When I get feedback from other women around the world, feeling like they're okay, you know, that God can yes. love them, you know, then for me, it's worth it. I'm so clear about why I shared my story that it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks about my story or about me. I'm not in it for them. I'm in it for Jesus. <laughs> there you go. It just takes that out of the equation, right? Yep. Well, I know that you are very involved with this She Loves Out Loud movement, and I'd love to hear how you got involved in that and why you're involved in She Loves Out Loud prayer movement when you've got all these other things going on. Why prayer? Why She Loves Out Loud? Well. I guess the, the, the quick answer is I love me some Diane Strack, our founder and fearless leader, and I love me some prayer. And I know that prayer for me has 
you know, it's more than just that I've prayed and moved mountains out of my life. It's that I've prayed and God has sustained me while going over those mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that, that dialogue, that constant dialogue with my father constantly brings me back to the center. Okay. What does he think? Okay. What do you want, Lord? Okay. Why am I here? Dad, I feel like this today. Dad, I'm upset about this or they don't get that. It's, it's, it's a center for me. You know, my prayer life is a center. And so when I walked into a room in Washington, DC, literally with women, I didn't know. I mean, there were, there was one other woman or two women that I knew uh, who were in the room. There were about 13, 14 of us women. And it was Diane basically saying, I feel led to do this. Will you guys join me in this, in, in launching this movement? And a couple of things have been going on. For me, at that season of my life, I was really praying that the Lord would bring me more sisters in Christ. I really, yeah, I really wanted, I was like, God, you know, I have, I have all these girlfriends, but I really want some powerful prayer sister warriors. Please, I want more. And so walking into that room was an answer to my prayer. And so there were just all these things that just fell into place. And I knew that I knew that I knew that God was saying, I want you here. You're meant to be a part of this. This is, this is, this is part of your story. And so Diane just, it was the like-minded women. You know, we prayed about everything and we pray about everything and we meet weekly and we pray. And this whole journey through the last year has been God answering prayers for provision and growth and partners. And it's just connected a lot of wonderful women and ministries and situations in my life. So I also believe that when you pray for someone, it's the biggest act of love that you can show them. So for me, she loves out loud is the perfect, it's just the perfect description of what we are as women. When we pray for women, for children, for, you know, for each other or, it's we're loving out loud in the greatest way that we know how. And, and it's also the most powerful way because I do believe that prayer is everything and it does move mountains and God does listen. And, you know, where two or more are gathered together, he's in our midst. For sure. You know, we're talking on a Monday as we're recording this and Mondays here in Kansas City are the day that we had the marketplace prayer meeting at the International House of Prayer at 6 a.m., bright and early, and I have been, the first time I did this about 10 or 15 years ago, I actually went in with my shirt on wrong side out. I was so sleepy, and so uh, I had had not had enough coffee, but I got hooked on prayer in uh, the International House of Prayer. I'd been a woman of prayer for years at my own kitchen table, in my own office, in my own car, but you're so right that when people come together to pray, there is an, uh, just that added power of agreement. And I know the Lord hears our prayers. Mike Bickle preached on Sunday about Daniel 10 and how the angel came and said, I have come because of your words. The Lord hears our prayers. He said, I came. I encountered much interference, but I persisted and uh, God helped. And I came in answer to your words. And so I love prayer for the fact that uh the God of heaven who created us and who loved us has an ear turned to hear our prayers and it matters. So I can't thank you enough for helping Diane pioneer. She loves out loud. We are going to be 
uh, in it with all of you on February 15th from the International House of Prayer here. And I know many other web streams will be coming in as well. So how can people participate? What do you think is the best way for a woman out there listening to this or a man that wants to pray for women and these things to get involved? Well, I think, first of all, check your local churches to yeah. see if, there, if there's a She Loves Out Loud event going on near you. For example, okay. if, you're, if you're in the Kansas City area, you gotta, you gotta go to the House of Prayer. I, you well, know, I, love, I, love, I love Mike Bickle and my husband, I think I can say this, my husband's um, on the board. We love Mike and Diane, we're big IHOPper. So just everything about my prayer life was seasoned at the International House of Prayer. So everything, I mean, everything. When I discovered the prayer room there, it, it was the beginning of God doing a new thing in my life. So yeah. And then I read Bob Sorge's book, Unrelenting Prayer. And oh boy, did that knock me upside my head. Yes, um, right. Nuggets, nuggets of wisdom. But yeah. for She Loves Out Loud, if you want to join in what we're, what we're so passionate about, you can go to shelovesoutloud.org and yeah look for information because we're streaming. You can watch us streaming on a number of platforms, like you said, uh, through IHOP and, and you'll find all of that on the shelovesoutloud.org website. And um, I think, you know, we're launching, I, I believe we're launching a podcast at some point right after the broadcast. Good, so good. we can keep a place for women for this dialogue to continue. Um, Diane, Diane just informed me of that one in the last couple of days. And I'm like, sister, can we get through February 15th first? <laughs> because she's got big visions and I love it. But um, hopefully this is God just in my, in my heart. I really hope Linda, that this is an answer to um, the very angry women's movements that we've seen. Um, it's obvious that women have a lot of pain. You know, I get it. You know, I get a lot of these movements. Um, it's hard to know what to do with your anger about sexual abuse or, sexual marginalization. I get it, all of it. But the reality is that to live in the pain of that is to choose to be a victim. At some point, you have to pick up your story and choose to be a victor in your own life. And, and it does start with an individual choice. And that choice is most powerfully rooted in Christ. You know, that's where you really get the, the, uh, the power to win at your victory choice. That's right. Well, you know, one of my favorite things about what I've learned so far, and I can't wait till February 15th to experience this. And I know that the story will live on way beyond that through podcasts or continued prayer meetings of some kind. But um, so many people are so eager to criticize. And um, even uh, people that we would consider believers often uh, come against something without offering an alternative. And what I love about this that's so fresh, the way I see it, Cynthia, is that we're offering an alternative. We're not pointing a finger at someone and saying, you should never do that. What's wrong with you? You know, that critical, hateful spirit. I don't hear any of that, not an ounce. And I love that. That is the aroma of Christ. That will attract people. It's the spirit of love. Uh, and uh, I, just, I just hear that throughout everything you're saying and through what Diane uh, said this morning. So it's an honor to... Uh, help spread the word about this and uh, share this in the podcast and the Facebook live. And again, you're saying for people to go to shelovesoutloud.org. And I think you can register there, get info and find the places where you could go join in person or do it on your own computer, right? Yes, yes, that's for, yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I have to ask you a totally other question. I was reading about all these people you've interviewed. So tell me, what was it like to interview Meryl Streep? I have to know. <laughs> um, let's see. We had a, 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 you know, I consider a 10 or 15 minutes a short interview, but yeah. um, and she's pretty fabulous and smart and talented yeah. and witty and, and uh, down to earth. I found her to be down to earth. Um, actually, I find the most talented people that I've ever interviewed were the nicest people. And the people with the least talent were not so nice. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you have a story. We won't ask you to tell them all here. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's funny. I learned early on to, to that most people are just walking around with their brokenness and they don't know what to do with it. You know, and but for the grace of God, he has given me an outlet so that I know what to do with it. You know, I can go to him and 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 he's given me brothers and sisters in Christ who love you differently. You know, they do. They they it's my brothers and sisters in Christ who can say, you know, I'm going to prayerfully and lovingly rebuke you about that right now. And and, and I hear <laughs> okay. it. because I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I hear it because I know they love me. You know, my, my grandmother, my grandmother raised me with this lesson. And from the time I was a child, she always said, you can criticize as long as you have a heart to help. So mm -hmm. it's the heart to help. And I think that that's what we have as believers. You know, and that, it's what we should have. Right. And that, that's yeah. what I feel like, like I found was she loves out loud. Like I literally have found all these sisters who are, you know, involved in this. And, and, and I've gotten real close with Donna Gaines, who's going to be one of the hosts out in Memphis doing a live event on racial reconciliation, mm -hmm. and Sheila Walsh and uh, Diane Strack, who are in the studio with me right. in Dallas. And like, that's, I can honestly say that about them. Like, I feel the love in their heart, that's you know? Even, and, and sometimes, you know, Diane, she's my big sister, you know, and she's, she's, she's done, she's been in ministry a long, long time, right? So sometimes she'll she'll say to me as a younger sister in ministry, you might want to think about this or you might want to, you know, think about that. And and I'm like, oh, thank you, because I got saved out of the world and I didn't know that, you know, <laughs> because, and I, I love that because it's like our journey is still we're still journeying together. We're still works in progress. So we have to have grace for each other. And and it's silly stuff sometimes, you know, I, I love my my sisters in Christ who've been married longer than I have, you know, it, it's, it's it, because sometimes I need someone to say, Hmm, this is, this is, this is how you serve your husband better. Ooh, I know that's not going to be a very popular statement for a lot of people, <laughs> but, but I do want to serve my husband better. Yeah. I want to be, be a nice wife. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, we're all always learning and uh, that's a wonderful posture. It's a posture of humility and a posture of having a teachable heart. And I just hear that all over what you're saying. It is so wonderful to know you a bit, Cynthia. I look forward to knowing you better. I am very excited to support. She loves out loud with our prayers from this part of the country and uh, I can't wait to see what God does with all this. I think we're alive at a very exciting time in the earth. And uh, I think there's much to come from these movements that will just blow our minds. I think the obedience now is going to lead to so much greater revelation as God opens up even yet a bigger plan. And uh, I can't wait. I love journeying with sisters like you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. And I really appreciate just how you jumped in and, and just help to promote us, 
help to get the word out. You know, it, I, you're one of the blessings that I believe I've found certainly along the way. So I hope, I hope I can return the favor in any way. Well, you know, you've done that today, Cynthia, because our podcast is all about developing men and women in every walk of life. We call them spiritual professionals. And my heart is to serve people who are in the marketplace or corporate uh, initiatives who have uh, businesses of their own. And uh, I just love showcasing people like yourself who know you're in your gifting, know you're in your calling and how God has placed you there. And God has made you a spiritual professional, somebody who's practical, who's uh, getting paid to talk. What a what a trip that must be. And uh, sharing the love of Jesus as you go. So I have we'll to talk. talk. I think we'll talk some more. I hope so, Linda. My mother and father would certainly say, thank God she found a way to get paid to talk because the child never <laughs> shut up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Well, Cynthia, God bless you. This has been a pleasure. We're going to spread the word far and wide, and I look forward to seeing what's next. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Linda. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today on the Linda Phil Show here on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's been such a treat to visit with Cynthia and hear so much about her story and her journey, which is Quite amazing. We know God has men and women on assignment all over the earth, stepping into their identity. And Cynthia is one that we've been privileged to hear from today. If you want to hear about more leaders in the world like Cynthia, be sure you go over to lindafields.org forward slash daily and get on my email list so that you don't miss our next great star. And as far as Cynthia goes, you want to go right on over to Amazon and you want to look for her work. And there's some things that are already out there and some that are coming. So you can actually find her there. And I want to specifically direct you to her book, Prodigal Daughter, A Journey Home to Identity. So again, that's Cynthia Garrett over on Amazon and find her work, Prodigal Daughter, a journey home to identity. You will want to get this book. You will want to learn from Cynthia's story and you will want to apply her lessons in your own life. So thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you next week.